welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 116. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and I hope everybody's Friday is off to a great start this far. Uh, the weather has been amazing here in Boston over the last two days, so I hope everybody has taken advantage of this because it ain't going to last that long. Um, I'm having a great day, and I'm going to have an even better day tomorrow as the NBA playoffs kick off this weekend, 2023 edition. So, of course, I had to tap in with the homie Daniel Daly, um, host of the Basketball Soapbox. Uh, we talked it up last night. Uh, we previewed um, the first round series. Um, now, keep in mind, we did not touch on the play-in tournament, which comes to um, an end tonight. So, to determine who's going to play the Nuggets and the Bucks in the first round. So, But we did go in-depth uh, on several series, including the Clippers, Suns, Warriors, Kings, and Knicks, Cavs. Uh, we also did give our thoughts on who should win the league MVP of the 2022-2023 season and why. Um, honestly, this is the first time that I that I can remember that there was a legit three-way race in which uh, all of those candidates can win the award. Um, but of course, only one can win it. Uh, Joker, Embiid, Giannis, all deserving of this award. So we're going to give our picks and the, and the reasoning to help support our case. And then we also touched on who we believe will be representing the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference in the 2023 NBA Finals. Um, full of basketball. It's been a while since I did a basketball pod, but I'm back um, because, you know, this is a busy, busy time of the year. And it's going to be exciting. I love it. It's like I'm like a kid on Christmas. I cannot wait. But enough about that. Let's get into this podcast right now. Here it is. So, are you excited about uh, these playoffs, 2023? Absolutely. Um, of course, the play-in has started, and, you know, people have had their uh, transgressions against the play-in, and it's been crap a couple years, and I'm like, it's going to get good, people. It's going to get good. And we can see with the, the recent play-in games that every game has literally, literally been awesome. Like, um, from Minnesota to L.A., Chicago, Toronto, even the Atlanta-Miami game, even though that was a little lopsided um, at times. And you, we, we all thought Miami was going to battle back, and they tried to, and Atlanta actually hold on. Um, even the game last night where you saw the young teams, OKC versus New Orleans, you're getting good quality basketball. So uh, that, that just makes me more pumped, especially with all the intriguing matchups coming into the playoffs this year. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really the biggest fan of the playing just yet. Maybe they're growing me as time um, moves on. But right now I'm just like, uh, like the fact that a 10 seed you can have the chance to make the playoffs when they didn't really earn that in the regular season, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. But, again, the probability of that happening is, like, slim to none. Uh, for the mm-hmm. most part, it's more, it's more likely that, that that wouldn't happen. But the fact that it can, it kind of has the wrong way. But there are cases that we have gotten some good basketball in the play-in. And I'm sorry to say this is sure another way for that money to – I mean, another way for the league to make more money, I'm guessing, after the season by having – especially – viewers and, every, and sponsors and everything. You like revenue, all that gambling gives them extra money to gamble. So all uh, that stuff true. came in at the right time. <laughs> came in at the right time. Exactly. Um, yeah, so – and in fact, that, like, from what I hear, like, they don't really – these stats don't count towards the regular season or the playoffs. So what do they do? Just float, they're just floating in the atmosphere? Like, we I mean, just with these stats. I, I've always said I feel, I'm like, they should at least add it to the playoffs. It's not going to really affect anything. I think everyone's going to see the qualifier of one game, you know what I mean, or two games or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, just put it in the play-in history if that's the case. Like, give it a legitimate place to be in. That's how I always felt about it. It's like, at least if this is something that's happening, like, and especially like when you think about the playing tournament that's going to come in, is that going to count? Like, that's during the regular season, but it's like, are you going to, like, subtract that from the regular season? I don't think so. So it's like, in this case, it's like, find a place for it. <laughs> I think everybody will be okay with that. If it's if it's going to be in playing history, at least name it that. And I think that's what people are kind of looking for um, regarding that. Exactly. Like, if you wanted to count for something, you want people to, like, be, like, invested in this, I think long-term you're going to have to, like, you know, designate um, these stats and everything to the play-in. I mean, we're, 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 not saying, we're, not, we're not saying give out a play-in MVP award or, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not saying that. But the stats, they count for something. Like, um, Tatum, I think he had 50 in one of those games. 
And it's like, yo, that counts towards something, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, if I if I scored fifty, I would want that somewhere. You know what I mean? Facts, facts, <laughs> absolutely. Well, man, so we got some good basketball so far. We know a majority of the matchups slated for this weekend. Um, what series that are you looking most forward to? I'm curious. Uh, there's a lot of series. Um, of course, injuries play a part in certain things because the the series I was looking most forward to was Suns Clippers. But, of course, with the uh, injury to Paul George, it's kind of taking the luster out of that a little bit. So I kind of have to go back to the Eastern Conference. And I'm going to go Cavs-Knicks. I feel like that's the most intriguing matchup. Uh, two teams that resemble each other a little bit. Uh, they play defensively. They they control the ball, especially all the controversy with Donovan Mitchell was supposed to go to the Knicks but didn't actually go. So getting that aspect of it, I think that's very intriguing, especially you got Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell that can go at each other. I'm looking forward to that matchup. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I was going to pick a matchup in the East, I would go with I would go, I would go there as well. I mean, you got two guards who played excellent basketball this year who drastically changed, like, the whole momentum of their respective franchises that they play for right now. With Jalen Brunson coming over from Dallas and then um, Mitchell getting traded over from Utah. I, I, I yep. will admit, I was wrong about Jalen Brunson. When he got traded, I'm like, there's no – when he got offered that deal, rather, he was a free agent. When he got offered that four-year, hundred and 110 million, I believe it was. I'm like, yep, yep. I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable giving a guy who's in the All Star game 100 million dollars. So in that case, I'm like, I don't think he's worth it, worth that money at least. And I, I can admit, I was wrong. He is balling out, and I know Dallas is so mad that they did not <laughs> ex- extend him when they had the chance for like what, a 56 million. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been locked him in I, early. I've been, I've been ranting about uh, Dallas management for like the past couple weeks because it's just like you guys had him. <laughs> like this was a guy that played well next to Luca, even though he wanted his own shots. Maybe you guys could have incorporated the offense into him a little bit more. Uh, he played defense. He fit right next to Luca. He was gonna at that time. He was fifty million dollars cheaper. It seemed like a win-win, especially for Dallas, who is not a big free agent market. We've seen it for since the championship. Like they really haven't been able to get anybody. So you think about Jalen Brunson, who brings all these things to the table, especially on the perimeter playing defense. And now you see what they 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 basically cashed in all their chips on the on the defensive end. They they sold their defense away, and now they brought in Kyrie, and it just went completely to shit. So <laughs> it's like you guys have nobody to blame but yourselves on that one. I, I, absolutely, like they lost New York's game, but now yeah, they, absolutely. They, they, but now they got a they got a, a tough matchup here in the first round. Cleveland, best defense in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Mitchell's a hot. Um, you got Mobley to deal with. You got Jared Allen, those bigs right there, like the traditional bigs that can help yep. like protect the rim and everything. And we don't really know the status of um, Randall, who's been out since what March thirtieth with the ankle injury. And oh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be upgraded to question around game time, so or the, or the day of the game. So we'll see mm-hmm. if he plays in game one. But if he doesn't play, they really have no shot. I, I was thinking it's going to be a a six, seven game series. If he don't mm-hmm. play, they might be like a five game series. Uh, I think, I think mainly they were keeping them out and kind of just like, hey, we're just going to save you for the playoffs. I think the seating was already locked up at that point. I think mm-hmm. they were comfortable with the play. So it's like, uh, I believe he's going to play. Like, I, I, especially the type of guy I believe Randall is and the moment of New York in the playoffs, I feel like he's going to want to play anyway. And, I, and they desperately need him. They have no shot if he misses one game, in my opinion. I don't think you can make up. I think they can make it competitive if he shows up in the second game, but he, they need him day one to start that series. <laughs> they absolutely need him. Absolutely. They're going to need him to go to, to combat with um, the Cavs are going to throw at them. Um, yeah. yeah, so who do you have? So you think it's going to go like six, seven games, you say? If Randall plays, I think it's going to go six. I would not be surprised if it goes seven, but I think I, I'm going to go – I'm going to lean Cleveland on that one because I just think – um, even though I do give the Knicks a chance because I feel like they can throw a di- couple different uh, defensive looks at Mitchell and Darius Garland, of course. And, um, yeah, I just feel like – I feel like the New York Knicks are going to have some answers for Cleveland where Cleveland, they don't have the depth in terms of the bench. They don't know who to rely on, especially after losing Kevin Love – well, releasing Kevin Love. Um, but I think Mitchell I – just, I just believe Mitchell in the playoffs. I've seen him – go crazy in the playoffs too many times. And I, and I feel like that transition with having guys actually around him, like you go to Allen, you go to Mobley, you go to Darius Garland, guys that can score and finish and defend. So I feel like 
I'm going to give Cleveland edge because I just I think Mitchell's the best player in the series, and I think they have enough around him where they can neutralize the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to give um, the Cavs the edge as well in the series. I will probably go – I will go six. Could very well go seven, but it's been that they have a little bit more on the offensive end, which tilts mm-hmm. the favor um, – which, which tilts the skill in their favor slightly. Um, both, and, both, got, both got good coaches and everything, but I think with the star power, like you said – uh, Mitchell got the experience since day one. I, I believe he's been in the playoffs every season he's been in the league. Absolutely, yep, yep. He's he's a gamer, man. Like I think he's up there. I think I don't know if he had, I don't know if he has the most points per average in the playoffs. I think he's I think he's in the top like five or whatever the case may be. But a guy that can get buckets like that, and especially he's playing in home. Like when they go to New York, he's playing at home. Um, that's his hometown when he was a kid and stuff like that. So I know he's going to be ready to to perform in the Garden. So that's always a big matchup on. Uh, for guys that love to play in New York and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure he's going to have a good showing. Um, yeah. But again, I, I think I do think the Knicks have some things with Josh Hart, um, Quentin Grimes defensively that they can throw at them that kind of – that can kind of hiccup Cleveland because it's really like if those two guys in the guard, the guard spot, Garland and Mitchell, are off, I can see it getting shaky for Cleveland. But I just think they – I think they have enough to get it done. Yeah, yeah. and what a great pickup Josh Hart was at the, at the trade deadline, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I never, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I forgot about that, but I just, I just never understood why he never stuck around somewhere because he does all the little things like he shoots, he defends, he rebounds, and at the guard spot, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I figured he would have been able to find a home, but he's able to find a home in New York. I'm happy for him because it's like he fits like a glove with Tibbs and their style of play. Yeah, he's definitely a, a, a Thibodeau type of guy. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> not, not Evan Fournier. <laughs> well, or, the, only logic, uh, the only logic I see as to why he would get bounced around is like, he's not a superstar, not an all-star caliber type player. So in that sense, he kind of is expendable if you're trying to like put a, a package together to attain a player of that caliber. You may have to include a, a Josh Hart type player. So like like when he first got traded, was it was Anthony Davis along with well, Lonzo, Ingram, and all them. So he's the that type makes of sense. Guy, he's the type of guy that when you're making the trade, you're like, I need him in the trade if I'm giving you a superstar player. Like, I need yes. that guy. Exactly. <laughs> I know he's going to fit. I know he's going to do all the right things. And I know he's going to work hard. So, like, you want that type of guy in the deal. So I understand it from that standpoint. But it's like, yeah, I just feel like, like, look how many teams could have used him. He was in Portland, right? Uh, he was in New Orleans. He was in LA, like all the all the stops that he's gotten traded from. It's like those teams could have used him. So it's just like I understand it, but it's like he's the type of player every team needs. Yeah, absolutely. Any any, any team that has championship aspirations would love to have a guy like Josh Hart on their roster. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to talk quickly about um, the other four or five matchup that you brought up in the Western Conference: Clippers and Suns. Yeah. Now, I know that PG being out for the series most likely, I can't see him coming at any point in this, in this series. I, I can say that has, that's a big blow to the Phoenix. I can see why people think that. But I honestly – I mean, a big blow to the Clippers. But I think that even with PG out, I still give them a legit chance to knock off the Suns in this series. Uh, I can see that. Like, I've been thinking – I've been battling with that a little bit too because it's like – if Kawhi is Kawhi that we've seen when he was in San Antonio that last year against like the Warriors and Oracle, that's kind of that situation here where it's like, he's kind of the one man show uh, going in there. Uh, what we saw in Toronto, if he's able to channel that and what we've seen against Dallas the past couple of years, like just having epic performances, if he's able to do that, I think that's the best chance. But if he's off even a little bit, I don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't see it happening, but it's like, they do, I do give them a puncher's chance because they do have guys that can shoot like Norman Powell, Eric Gordon. Those guys can get hot and streaky. Uh, Ty Lue, of course, we all know he's one of the best coaches and making adjustments and stuff like that. Game's a game. We've seen it. So I'm not going to count them out, and especially, you know, Kevin Durant coming back from injury. Chris Paul, I, I, I love Chris Paul. I think we both love Chris Paul and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely. But it's like I, I haven't really seen him turn to form since that um, – uh, that finals run they made where he just went up another level and up this game. I don't know if we're going to get that level of Chris Paul. So it's like if they can get them tired and wear them down a little bit, I can see Clippers kind of making an upset or just like make highly making it competitive. Like, uh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just think that people – like I get it. Like, I, I, I love Kevin Durant's game. I, I say he's like the ultimate, like the chameleon in the NBA where you plug him onto any team and the offense doesn't miss a beat. He scores so efficiently, doesn't hold the basketball for too long. 
He can blend it with any offense and you won't miss a beat. But at the same time, they gave up a lot of pieces to get him. And the bench has depleted. And like you said, you mentioned Chris Paul. We love Chris Paul. But in season 18, he looks, like, <laughs> he looks kind of – he looks washed. And I, and I yeah. haven't seen him like this. And he has those moments where he's like, oh, he has 16 and 16. And it's like, okay, yeah. He has those moments. But it's like that quickness isn't there. Uh, and, and especially to guard these guards out here today. He's 38 years old. <laughs> like, that's tough for anybody. But at 38 and undersized, I can see it being a problem. <laughs> exactly. And now, and now, and now, hey, hey, you have, uh, hey, you have Russell Westbrook, you got to deal with, right? And the fact that Russ is not still, he's not prime Russ from an athletic standpoint, but he's still, he's still superior in that department over Chris Paul. That's going to be a lot for Chris Paul to handle. Um, and now, uh, hey, I, 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 I'm, I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I wasn't really a fan of Russ in LA with the Lakers specifically because I knew that that team he didn't fit around LeBron and AD. But I can say he's been he's been pretty good with the Clippers so far. Um, he because obviously, mm-hmm. and, and I knew I knew he'd be better with the Clippers because neither Kawhi or PG dominate the basketball to the extent that LeBron does. Nowhere near the extent LeBron does. They have more shooting around. There's more shooting around Russ in that system than there was in LA. Um, and you can put more lineups on the floor where you can go small to allow Russ to get all the space to, to attack the basket. So I knew he'd be better than he would be with the Lakers, um, <laughs> with the Clippers. But he's been pretty, pretty good. So this is going to be a, a, a good chance for him to, like, you know, I, I, I don't want to say redeem himself, but prove a lot of people, but to prove a lot of people wrong who are hanging on him. And interesting to see. I, I don't really hear the storyline too much. Him and KD, kind of crazy. I mean, we all know the history there. And they're going to face each other in the first round. That's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, I think people – I think he got asked about it a couple of days ago, and he was like, there's no beef or anything going on like that. But, uh, I, you know, Russell, he's always going to come prepared and, 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 and give his all. But I feel like this is something that he needs, right? Like, if, if there's any type of redemption for him uh, to extend this series, I think if PG comes back and they can upset the, the Suns, that's going to be a little uh, star in his cap, right? Like, he's going to like that. He's going to savor that. I'm, I don't think he's going to ignore that he just beat Kevin Durant on this t- type of team that's title favorites. But in terms of him in terms of him actually uh, finding a fit there in L.A., and especially there was a little difficult with PG uh, there, but as you said, they don't dominate the ball. They kind of used uh, uh, Paul George as a facilitator and Terrence Mann as a facilitator. So if Russ is able to do that and get the spacing that he needs and able to do that there, um, I'm hoping he has a great series because, you know, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan and stuff like that. So um, – to make this series competitive, Russ is going to be up to it, and, and especially going at Chris Paul. I don't see anyone on that roster that can really stay in front of Russell Westbrook. So I, I think that's something that he's going to attack. And if there's anybody that can wear down Chris Paul, it's it's Russell Westbrook, right, like over a, a series. Um, yeah. He can make that difficult on the perimeter. I'm not saying Devin Booker is a, a, a great defender. He's average at best, I think. But it's like if you can get those guys in certain matchups, you got you give you give yourself a chance, and I think that's something that Russ and Kawhi could provide in that series. Exactly, like, I think I think people are really sleeping on on the Clippers in the series. I know everybody just wants to pencil in the Phoenix Suns to the NBA Finals, but I'm like, uh, very rarely do you see a midseason trade go down and that team reaches the finals and even wins it. You know, but I mean, mm-hmm. it is K, this is KD. He's probably the best place to ever be traded at the trade deadline. I would think. Like we never seen a trade of that magnitude, like shock the league when it, when that. I mean, we had, the only ones that I can think of is Pau Gasol, and then I, I the only other person that I can think of other than that is probably like Clyde Drexler, but I'm not sure. I think that was during the middle of the season. I think Clyde Drexler helped uh, Houston win their championship. Well, yeah, but I mean, they weren't the best players on their team though, and they weren't. No, the no, 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 no. I'm just that's the only that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe Rasheed yeah. Wallace was like just a trade that happened midseason that swung the title, like. But okay. in this term, like. In this terms of, again, like Kevin Durant, injury-prone, Chris Paul at 38, like this is pretty much, I think, Chris Paul's last chance. I don't see him hanging on too much longer, but it's like if you guys don't get it done now, (laughs) you know, even Kevin Durant, you know, he left Golden State. He's in Phoenix. It's like if you guys don't get it done now, I don't, I don't, I don't know when you guys are going to do it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and I think PG said, I think um, CP3's last season, I mean, his contract expires after next season. So he'll be entering the last yeah, year's yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, thank so. you for him. Because Phoenix is like, and especially with that new owner, he's like, yo, we understand. We took care of you. Like, that, that can be a potential trade that could happen. Like, yo, like, it's a business. We've seen it be cutthroat. Um, Anything can happen <laughs> if the Phoenix Suns lose in the first round. 
<laughs> anything. Facts, man. Yeah, so uh, you know what? I, I think I think I'm gonna pick. I think I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I'm, I'm gonna be different. Woo! I'm not really confident. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Clippers in six. Woo! That's tough. <laughs> you gotta beat Kevin Durant and and, and Devin Booker four times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be tough. tough. I, I think I'm, I'm going on the Clippers. If there's anything like it, looking at the matchups, it's like if there's any type of like. I guess it's the only real series that I can see like any shakeup really happening. Like something could be random, and we've seen Phoenix falter in the playoffs before. Some people said COVID last year, and it's like, regardless of that, they got the ass with <laughs> by Dallas last year. So it's like, I, I don't know. Like if, there, if there's any series here that can look shaky, it's probably that one. Facts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I understand like that with Katie and Alana, they're undefeated, but they haven't had the toughest schedule. No, 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 at all since they had since they um acquired KD. Um, they played a lot of teams that don't play defense, like like that time they played Dallas on that Sunday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we seen how that went. <laughs> I think they beat Charlotte twice. Like it wasn't the craziest schedule. They beat Denver without the whole starting lineup. Like, come on. <laughs> so the, I mean, they're going to definitely get a test with the Clippers because the Clippers been waiting. And I feel yeah. like the Clippers are kind of like, yo, we, we can get Paul George back in this series at, in, like, game five or six. It's going to get interesting. Was, so, I think it was a sprained knee he had? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it was. Yeah, I think they said sprained knee or MCL, something like that. But they said I'm, he should. I'm pretty sure that injury is like a four- to six-week um, recovery time for that injury. <laughs> so, I, I can't remember when he got hurt. Because people are saying he can, he can come back midway through the season. I'm like, I don't think he's going to come back at all. Uh, that's what people are saying too. They're saying that they were saying that he won't come back. Like some people are saying that he won't come back uh, for the first for the first round. They said that he could like be out for the first round, and I'm like, he could probably come back. Probably if the if the series is extended, I, see, I can see them kind of like looking at him like, "Yo, you ready?" <laughs> I kind of need you out here. I can see that happening, but it's like the, most reports say he's going to be out the first round. He'll be back for the second if they get that far, but. I can see if it's if it's three two in the in Clippers are up or you know it's getting a little like two two like I can definitely see them like ex- accelerating that you know what I mean? Okay, so it happened on March twenty first when the injury took place. You think? Uh, yeah. I mean, he could possibly come back. Looking at the calendar. Yeah. yeah okay, I mean, so okay, so yeah. there is room he can come back. There's a yeah. chance he can come back, but I, I doubt it. I doubt he'll be able to come back this series if they if they do advance like I predict. Then he'll definitely come back in the second round, I think. Yeah, I mean, if they're up 3-2, I don't think they're going to force him to come back. But if it's 3-3 or they're down 3-2, I can see them kind of like, hey, <laughs> I can kind of see the motion into him. But I don't I don't know. I, I mean, hopefully he comes back because, you know, Paul George is one of my favorite players again, another favorite player of mine. Yeah, um, he's my favorite, my favorite player in the league right now, PG. He's like, I love his game. So for him to miss out on this series, and especially when they need him and the matchups match up right, if he was healthy, it's like, damn. <laughs> kind of wanted him in this one. So hopefully he's able to be healthy and, and at least come back at some point in the series. If not, I just hope it's a competitive series and we get Terminator, Kawhi against Durant and <laughs> and the Clippers get a chance here. Yeah, man, because like, you can use you can use all the uh, defensive help. You, you're going to need all the defense you can have in the perimeter to go up against KB, KD and Book. So it's kind of, yeah. a, kind of a big <laughs> blow. But like I said, I think they, I think they, can, I think they can pull it off. Yeah, they're gonna be hard, but I think they can. Uh, I got uh, the Suns. I got the Suns in that one. I, I think if no PG, uh, I think six, because I think, I think at some point, like the Suns could really put the hammer down if the Clippers aren't on their best. Like if Russ has one of those games where he's inefficient, um, Russell Westbrook basically is the X factor if Paul George is out. Like Russell, if Russell Westbrook gives it, so like yeah, I'm just thinking from that standpoint. Like I'm like, I love Russ, but it's like. And and he has a favorable matchup here, but it's like he he could get have one of those games where it's just not right. I'm hoping that he's able to channel that energy good and produce well. But it's like to do that four games, <laughs> like Russ has to win you a game in this series at some point, right? Like yeah. so, it's like I I can give him one. Can I give him two? I don't know. But Kawhi definitely needs some help, and Russell Westbrook can provide it. But it's just like Willie and the Suns, like they do have the better offensive firepower. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I'm leaning towards the Suns probably in six. I think they just get one of those games there. They steal a game, and then they put them away. So, yeah, right. I'm leaning Suns that one. 
All right, cool. All right, man, at that. Hey, uh, let's take a quick break, and I want to talk some more about the, uh, the games later for the weekend. Sweet. All right, so another series I think that's going to be great that could be the, the I, that I probably could have as the series I'm looking most forward to. It's got to be the Warriors and the Kings, man. Like, the fact that the Kings are in the playoffs for the first time since 06 is crazy. That arena is going to be rocking Saturday at 830 at night. Like, it's going to be crazy. All, all I need, all I want for Sacramento to do, their fans, I need the cowbell. Yeah, like there's got to be somebody. There's got to be a bunch of fans in there, just a section or whatever it is with the cowbell. We got to get the cowbell. Um, as you said, like the C Web and Devon and Mike Bibby, Bobby Jackson, all of them. You got to bring it back. Hell yeah! Like all all those guys. So like just to have them. I think they said they weren't on TV since like ABC since like 2006. That's insane. Game and I'm like, damn, that's a lot. Not to lie, that arena was up there with like one of the most loudest arenas during that period of that era. Probably yeah, not, yeah. it somewhat rivaled the Oracle down in Oakland. Which yeah, is, like which, which is why I'm mad Oakland that the Warriors are still not in Oakland right now because that would be crazy back and forth with those two arenas. I, I feel like Ooh, I didn't even think of that. San Fran's <laughs> a little bit too bougie for me, so <laughs> they, they don't get rowdy enough to my liking like they did in Oakland. Do they play E40 there? <laughs> <laughs> Too short? Do they play those guys there? I don't. I don't know. I don't, probably, yeah. They would have to adopt something from Oakland. But um, yeah. Just thinking about uh, how crazy that 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 Arco Arena was. It yeah. Just how crazy that was in a small market and those like everybody cared. I think Steve Kerr talked about it one time. Or was it Steve Kerr? Somebody uh somebody talked about it for them. Like they were like they were going home, and everyone like literally all the city is basically invested in that team. And for them to turn it around and actually put together a, a, a competent team and Mike Brown, uh, led by Mike Brown, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, we all question that trade of trading uh, Tyrus Halliburton. But those guys to just get in the playoffs, that's a win in my book. If they can somehow win this series, because, you know, Golden State is the defending champions. Uh, they do have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. They have the pedigree there. So, But if, some, if the Kings can somehow – win this series, that's enough. <laughs> that's I, I think they would, like, the whole city would explode with, like, joy and just, like, uh, uh, jubilation. Like, that, the, again, Sacramento, small market team, they stayed there. That's the most important thing. All the times when they were um, threatened to sell, uh, possibly go to Seattle, go to Vegas, all these other things like that. So, for, to see that, them back in the playoffs, yeah, as you said, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Yeah, man, I, I I really can't wait. And the fact that, they, that these two teams are only like what an hour and a half away from each other, so just gonna just have to drive. Don't don't, don't have to get on a plane. Experience jet lag. It's a bus so, ride. Yeah, it's a bus <laughs> ride. So it's, it's interesting. Now, I mean, I, I I like the story of of the uh, the Kings and what they've done so this season. And kudos to Mike Brown. I think they saying he just got voted as coach of the year, which I think was um, it should, should probably, probably should have been unanimous or damn near close to it. But at the same time, I understand the Warriors are 40, what, 44 and 38. They finished six in the West. Um, I just feel like a team like that that's been through so much, been in so many deep playoff runs, four championships in the last, what, like eight years. Um, I just feel like that the regular season to them is just, like, it's pretty much pointless. A waste of time. They're going to, yeah, you yeah. know, just breeze through the playoffs. Now, they're getting now reports that the Angel Wiggins is finally he's going to be ready for game one. So that's going to mm-hmm. be a plus for them. It's just hard for a team that has been that's been through it through it so many times to really get up for like I don't know game thirty three on back to back the fifth game in four uh, the third game in five nights type type mm-hmm. schedules. Like it's going to be hard for them to get up. So I think that, I think that they're really they're going to like really lock in in this series and they're going to remind people that hey we're still the Warriors we're still the defending champions you got to put some respect on us. Uh, yeah, I can see that because the. Uh... As you said, they kind of just like slept walk through the regular season, right? And they kind of have to tinker a little bit with their team and try to trade Wiseman, bring a couple of defensive guys back there. But I feel like if there's a test there that they can get their feet wet back into the playoffs and in intense basketball, it's the Sacramento Kings because we know what they're going to do offensively. Sacramento's one of the best teams offensively in the league this year. 
But looking at that's a good test for the Warriors, right? Like we know they're going to get different looks from the Kings. They're going to they're going to get the best punch, but that can actually set up the Warriors for another round. You know what I mean? Like it's a good test to have that scoring, get all your guys clicking on all cylinders. Um, they're going to force them to play defense a little differently, of course. And especially with Andrew Wiggins coming back, this is going to be a good series to get him ramped up. Gary Payton the second ramped up. So I, I could definitely see this actually being like a, a setup round for the Warriors where they kind of just get their mojo back um, and definitely prove to everybody that, hey, we're still a threat out here. And it's not a cakewalk for certain teams that they thought it wasn't with us. So definitely they have the, the most pedigree. And especially out of the West that's wide open right now, the Warriors definitely could make a run here. Like that, that wouldn't be surprising at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much predict for that, for that to happen. I mean, it's just crazy. The fact that um, I just seen yesterday just got reminded that Steve Kerr has only lost two playoff series since being the coach of the Warriors. And it was in, <laughs> what, the 2016 finals and the 2019 finals. <laughs> he hasn't lost coach, a playoff series coaching these guys. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm sorry. Don't remind me. That hurts so bad, man. Like. <laughs> This is my. This is the why I'm upset about the Warriors. Now, I can understand losing to them as a Celtics fan. I can understand losing to them, but the okay. basketball gods are supposed to punish them for leaving Oakland. <laughs> That's like where are the basketball gods? Like Steph Curry, like, 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 changed the trajectory of that. Like, damn man, <laughs> where are the basketball gods? Oh man, yeah. So I mean. I really, I really don't see uh, a way that the kids can pull us off. I mean, I know they got the best offense in the league, but mm-hmm. with this, with this team and this offense and this preparation that they're going to have, and being seasoned veterans, um, at least, at least their core, Raymond Clay and Dave uh, uh, mm-hmm. Clay and Steph, and then plus you got Gary Payton back. He he was been through it last year. Jordan Poole, he went through it last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think there'd be a lot for them to overcome. Sabonis mm-hmm. and them and Fox. I don't want to say – I'm not going to – I want to say Warriors in six. But I feel like I'm going to – I want the Kings to do well, and it's like I don't want to say gentlemen sweep, and I don't even want to say a sweep. So I'm going to say Warriors in six. <laughs> I want the Kings to win. Like, they have to win some type of game here um, to cap off the season and, and put up a good showing. But it's like, yeah, just that pedigree of the Warriors, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think for the Kings' psyche that they really, really, really should get game one. That's just me. Uh, yeah, that would be dope. They need, they need to get game one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For their psyche, because if it, if it gets ugly and they lose in the, in the game, <laughs> game one. And, and they guys, haven't they, – I believe, I believe they haven't played the Warriors well this year either. So, it's like <laughs> – you, you, you lose game one at home, especially the energy that's going to be in that building. Like, damn, that's that's a blow. Mm-hmm. Facts, man. All right. So, I mean, those are all of the real – the three playoff series that I'm really intrigued about. I can't really care less about the rest because I think I'm gonna, I'm, I think I know it's going to happen. Well, let me be honest with you, the Lakers, right? So the Lakers are in there, you know. We, we, we got we got, we got got up the plan. We scheduled to face Memphis. I see a lot of people on TV and analysts, you know, and podcasters are saying, oh, watch out for the Lakers. They're going to win this series. I I, say, I think it's Ian Perkins. The Lakers are going to the finals, and I just feel like he's set, setting me up to, to be pissed <laughs> off. Like, when, when, I, when I see him talking about it, I thought, here we go. Something's going to happen now. I'm not, that, I'm, not, I'm not that confident that they're gonna beat um, Memphis. I understand that they don't have Stephen Adams. And I understand they don't have Brandon Clark. So what? AD should have a feast against this front line, right? For some Absolutely. reason, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. With 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 the Lakers are gonna win this series in advance. Uh, this is a tough series here, but I'm going. I I, I agree with you. I think I think people are kind of trying to just pour dirt on Memphis. I would have felt better if Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams were available, at least available, so they had the option and see how to play it out with matchups on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I give the Grizzlies a shot here because it's like John Morant, who's going to stop him? You're going to put Vander? Like, <laughs> I think that's really the only option. Maybe Austin Reeves, of course, AK-47, you know, uh, <laughs> the new AK-47 that uh, you guys AR-15. have. AR-15. <laughs> AR-15. <laughs> So, I mean, they do have options there, and they, those guys are going to provide an energy boost for uh, on the defensive end for the Lakers. But it's like, it's John Morant. He has shooters around him. I think the small ball aspect of Jaron Jackson Jr. can actually play to the advantage of Memphis. Um, but I think it's really just going to come down to the free throw line. 
you know, Austin Reeves has been able to get to the line this year. LeBron James is one of the best to get it to the line this year. Anthony Davis is going to impose his will down there, especially if Jaron Jackson's down there, who's always in foul trouble. If Jaron Jackson Jr. can stay out of foul trouble, I give the Grizzlies a real good, 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 good shot. But he hasn't been able to do that. I mean, he's in the running for defensive player of the year, but he fouls a lot. So I think Memphis has a shooter's chance because they have guys like Dylan Brooks who can muck up the game, kind of wear them out. And I think that's the only chance Memphis has. Like, just extend the series. If you can get it past six, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm leaning Memphis. I think if they can run those guys tired, because you know the Lakers don't like to play fast. So if they can exactly. run those guys, if they can run those guys tired and transition and get those easy baskets and transition, especially John Morant, yeah, I, I think I can see a world where Grizzlies can muck it up enough to to get the win there. I, I, I'm going to lean Grizzlies in that one. It's like I, I know it's LeBron, I know it's AD, and I know you're not supposed to bet against those type of guys. Like this ain't the matchup for them. <laughs> this is, I don't yeah, think this is- I, I, I really think this is a, is a bad matchup for the Lakers. I mean, the last mm-hmm. time, I mean, we've been riddled with injuries the last what couple of two seasons, like, and was was kind of like, uh, like slowed our momentum down, and then here we are in the playoffs for the first time what, since the bubble, basically. Oh no, no, no the first time in like two years um, in the playoffs. Um, yeah, they lost now, to the Suns. Yeah, yeah. We were old. We were old then with LeBron <laughs> and AD, and they're even older now. And LeBron's put a lot of miles on himself recently. Like uh, the last, the game in the play, I think it played over like close to like forty, like forty-five minutes, or forty-four. Yeah, that's like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of minutes yeah. be playing at his age with all the miles that have been accumulated throughout the years. Against Minnesota, <laughs> against Minnesota, with no Rudy Gobert, and I'm hoping that broke his, that that fractured his hand. Why am I forgetting uh, uh, McDaniel's, Jalen McDaniel's. Yeah, so I was like, like, come on, like now we gotta go up against this, a young, hungry team with the dynamic superstar in John Morant. Like, there's nobody that's not with John Morant on the Lakers. Good and this luck. is redemption for John. This is redemption for John Morant. I know I know, people are sitting there like, oh, well, they don't have anything. But I'm like, he's fresh. <laughs> he had those eight games off, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was, and it wasn't like he was sitting out with injury. He was suspended, right? So it's like, he's been fresh. <laughs> so if there's anything where he can really let out his energy and really energize Memphis and they have home court advantage, this will be the series, and I don't – people people aren't talking about – they always talk about John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. This team has Desmond Dane. They have uh, uh, Tyrus Jones. They have guys that can contribute. Um, Tillman is a nice backup. They have guys that can help out here. So it's like – and especially if a, a, any team in the league is not going to give a, a, a flying fuck who they're facing, it's Memphis. <laughs> it's Memphis. I mean, I mean we, we see, we've seen this um... – the confidence, the swagger they've experienced throughout the whole season, whether you like Dylan Brooks or not, the way he like he conducts himself. John Moran in the interview early in the season said, oh, we're really good about one team. Uh, oh, oh, no, oh, we're good in the West, basically. Yeah, yeah. In the Western Conference. So, they, they, I think they're playing like they got – they're playing with house money right now, in my mind, based on all the odds yeah. makers and everything and everybody on TV who's just saying, oh, you can't come to the Lakers. They're, they they got the momentum now. I was like, I'm not really sure if they do. Um, this is a bad matchup. And the fact that I'm not – I'm not so sold on a lot of people outside of AD and LeBron. Like, I'm, I, I never seen Austin Reeves in the postseason. I don't know how he's going to be. Will the moment be too big for him? I don't know. D'Angelo Russell, I don't think I trust him too much to be a reliable third option in this series. Even defensively. Exactly. <laughs> even defensively. Like, even in that game we saw against Minnesota, they went with Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> and Dennis played well. That was one of the better games for Dennis, right? In, in that in that playing game, he knocked down the big shot. Um, that was supposed to win them the game, but um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a coaching matchup with uh, uh, what's the guy's name, Ty, T- Taylor Jenkins, and and Darvin Hitt. I think that's going to be something. The matchups, the lineups. I think Grizzlies are going to be a little bit more uh, flexible with their lineups, be able to tinker a little bit because they really have nothing to lose, even though they have the home court advantage and all that. They're the ones that are the underdogs in the series, right? So it's like, yeah. we're going to go all out. I can see that that perspective of it. And Darvin Hanton has to be right with his lineups. As good as the Lakers have been playing, especially defensively, that's something that they can lean on. Offensively, I think, is where they're probably going to run into some issues, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I want. I don't even want to pick this series. That, that's a nervous thing as a Lakers fan. Like, uh, <laughs> it's a pick 'em series. <laughs> Toss them. I, <laughs> I don't think I want to pick this series. So, um, I mean, so yeah, outside of those series, I don't really think I, I'm really intrigued. I, I'm pretty sure I know it's going to happen. I really yeah. not, really not losing to the Nets. Although the Nets can possibly make it somewhat interesting, just because they have like this. 
that just weird lineup, like all these like like two three like two threes in the lineup. They can kind of make it a little interesting, but I mean, they're not gonna win that series. Boston, oh my god, the fact that that, that Miami blew it in the in the plan, and now they're gonna have to play if they get get it, have to play Milwaukee as opposed to Boston. I feel like they match up way better with Boston than Miami. Now Miami, now Boston has a, a cakewalk in the first round playing Atlanta. I mean, if anything, I give them a. I, I give. I'm not gonna say. Of course, I'm, I'm picking Boston to win the series. I think it's gonna be a gentleman's sweep. I'm just gonna say that about that. But if it's one thing that scares me, that always about Boston, is and especially showed up in that Miami series, is when they guys play, have a, they play down in their competition. Not that, but when guys have dominant big men that can rebound. Clint Capella grabbed 20 rebounds in that Miami Heat uh, uh, game there. And in seeing Miami just not able to grab a rebound, it reminded me of the early Boston Celtics when they couldn't rebound. Of course, we got better rebounding now with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, uh, Robert Williams, guys that can actually go get the rebound and stuff like that, that Miami wasn't. But it's like if it's one thing that scares me, it's always that. Because we've seen the, the the Celtics have trouble with that all year. Chicago with Deion, uh, Andre Drummond, uh, Cleveland with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Like we've had trouble with guys that just get second chance opportunities against us. I'm not concerned. I think the Celtics can have a little bit more of a they're, – obviously, they're a better defensive team than Miami. I think they can throw different looks at Trey Young and Javante Murray to slow them down, of course. But it's just like that rebounding, man, that type of rebounding, whoo, <laughs> that's tough. But, um, yeah, I got Boston in that series. But, yeah, as you said about the uh, Nets and Philly series, I really don't see them anyone able to stop Embiid. I just think he's going to cakewalk even with all the switchability that the, those guys are going to be able to have against uh, Harden and Maxi and stuff like that. They have no answer for Embiid. Um, so that's just a warm-up for them. Yeah, and then whoever the whoever the Bucks play, um, Atlanta, I mean, uh, they play either Chicago or Miami. Uh, if they, about if they bring – oh, wait. Yeah, if they bring – if Chicago brings DeMar DeRozan's daughter <laughs> – <laughs> My, Miami has no shot. I mean, <laughs> he said he had to. She has to go to school. I'm like, man, I don't know. How <laughs> was that one when I seen it when they put her name and then it said it's out, it's out in the parentheses school out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that was so just just to see just to talk about that for a minute just to see Toronto just falter at that like. Like, you guys are professional athletes. That should not bother you. <laughs> should not bother you at all. Like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, like, how many missed free throws they had last night? What, like, 15? 18. Okay. <laughs> they make insane. five. They win that. They wait. They make five more. They win that game. And it's just crazy that they missed that many. It's like, damn. <laughs> that's funny, man. I probably that shit. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, and in the West too, like, uh, what Memphis? I mean, the um, the Nuggets, that they're gonna play the winner of the what Thunder and Timberwolves in the first round. So they got very fortunate that they they get they get in one of these teams as opposed to seeing like any other team in the first in the first round because this might be a cake a cakewalk for them to get past. And uh, you know, you know, people's always getting on Joker about him potentially being in a third straight league MVP, but he hasn't really done anything in the playoffs. <laughs> But I mean, people don't like don't like to put things in the context. Hey, he's never played with an All Star in his career, nor has he played with anybody on on an All NBA or All NBA defensive team. His, his, people his, keep I don't I don't I don't understand the hate towards him. I really don't because it's like he does everything you want as a big man. He posts up. He's able to shoot the ball. He's able to spread the floor. But now to add that dynamic of passing the ball, getting everybody running in transition pushing the break as a big man, that's like so – like when have we seen that? <laughs> and, every, and just because he doesn't play defense, it's like Magic Johnson wasn't the greatest defender. Larry Bird wasn't the greatest defender. He had more anticipation. James Harden was not the best defender at all and still is not. <laughs> Those guys won MVPs and played fantastic. So why is it when it's Joker from the center position that we've never seen gets all this hate? I'm not picking him to win MVP this year, but it's like – I, I never under, I just don't understand how people hate him. I really don't. Like, well, I mean, he's he's boring. He's uh. Well, I, I think that. Well, I think his game isn't like the no, the aesthetic isn't really appealing with his game. And the fact that with me, like I felt like, all right, 
I, I, I think that that's crazy that he can get a three MVPs in a row. But I understand that the first time when he got it, he, I, the first his first MVP he got is simply because he played every game of that seventy two game season. Where like NB was killing, but he only played fifty games. So you can't give yeah, an MVP to somebody yeah, who yeah. played fifty games and <laughs> yeah. So, so I understand that. The second one, I'm like, come on, dog. Like he's he's a six seed. But what people are going to use as a crutch is well, Russ won as a six seed, which is when I said when Russ won. My- the I understand he got a triple double. I understand that, but we're setting a bad precedent here. We're giving an MVP award to a six to somebody who was my, on a six. My, my my thing while I was fine with it, he didn't have two of his best players. Okay, that's and fair the, enough. The guy that they wanted to give it to, he only won three more games than him. Embiid, Philly won fifty one last year, and Joker won forty eight last year, and he had nobody. So it's like. I understand why people are upset. Like, yeah, it's a 60, but it's like, look at the circumstances that you guys are saying. Like, if he won 50 games, would it have been better? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't have an issue with the one last year because it's like, he played fantastic. Without him, that team isn't anything, right? Like, if, if Embiid goes down, at least they have Harden. They have Maxie. They have Tobias Harris. They had options. We've seen James Harden lead a team through the, the regular season many times before. And Joel Embiid was playing with James Harden. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I can understand it, but it's like, I'm not going to gripe over that one. I'm not going to gripe over those first two. Um, the third one, I could see people, like, people just made it something that it wasn't supposed to be. Well, I mean, he, 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 he's having a triple-double, though. Man, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, and then you have, like, probably being ridiculous, like, he's, he's stat-padding, uh, I, I thought I noticed it. Hey, shot attempts are going down, and his assists are going up. I'm like, come on, dog. Like, now, 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 now that's reaching. You know, <laughs> shot, shot attempts are going down, and his assists are going up. Like, like he's not that batting. Honestly, like, I really, I really think he gets the impression that he really doesn't. Like, like JJ Reddick said, I think he really gives the impression that he doesn't really give a fuck about the award. All he cares about is winning a championship. But my my whole thing, my whole thing was, I didn't think he was gonna be in the conversation mainly because I thought he was gonna spend the season trying to get his guys involved. And he pretty much did that. But people are complaining. People are complaining, oh, he's not scoring enough. I'm like, but he's generating assists. So <laughs> yeah. what's the like what's the issue here? Like, what's the issue? Like, I've never seen like people like try to nitpick, but then in the same breath they'll praise like Trey Young for passing or Russell Westbrook at times for passing or other play like James Harden for passing. It's like, so because it's Joker, like we're gonna start sitting there nitpicking about his assists, like, I thought assists were good. <laughs> right, yeah, it, it, it's crazy, man. But homie got, homie has a lot of game. And I mean, if he did, if he ended up winning it, which I don't think he will, I wouldn't really be mad. He got, he got the game. He, he does everything you want, like you said, like, you really, like, his, like, his, his influence on, on the offensive side of the ball is more than Harden and Embiid, I think. Uh, yeah, because he's getting – he's literally scoring, getting everybody rebounding. involved, rebounding, like pushing the break, like all the things that you want in a point guard, right? Like a team leader. Yeah. Like you think about those guys that push the break, create offense for everybody. He scores from everywhere. Like I don't know. I don't know, man. And then people – like if the, if you want to say that he's not a good defensive player, okay, cool, whatever. But his offense generate – we never had problems with other players that did that. So it's like I don't see why it's a problem now. Facts. So okay, so uh, yeah, I was gonna, so we can now like transition into the MVP talk. If he's not your MVP this season, who is? Uh, even though I was just going at him, I'm gonna go Joel Embiid, and the only reason why is because I was sitting there. Obviously, before me, it's between Giannis and Embiid. Giannis has the best record in the league. Um, he's a high scorer, high rebounder. He's he's top in both of those categories. But the reason why I went Embiid is because of this. Even though Giannis has crazy stats, has the best record in the league, he did have Drew Holiday. He did have Brooke Lopez as a defender anchor with him. Joel Embiid for two months played without James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. And okay. he went 15 and 9 with like he went 15 and 9 without Harden and he went 15 and 7 without Maxey. So to combine, that's what? 30 and 16 without your two best players? And without those two guys for nearly two months, he was able to put that type of record together. So it's like, I can't sit there and be like, yo, you know, the Bucs didn't have Middleton at a point in time. The Bucs were a well-oiled machine and had guys, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez and guys around him that can help him. When I look at Philly's roster, Tobias Harris, 
hit or miss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when 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 I got to Tyrese um, um, Tobias Harris. After that, it was like who else was there? And then the, of course the the scoring efficiency that he's having for mid range, and just the monster games he's having. It's like I got to go and beat. Like I, I respect what he did when those guys were out, and he's continued it when they returned. So uh, I'm leaning towards Embiid. All right, I'm not mad at that. I mean, Embiid. I mean, all three of these guys having great careers, like legendary careers, I would say, from an individual mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, Embiid, great player. Uh, I think the second coming of Akeem. I mean, a lot of people felt that way when he came when he came in the league from Kansas. Um, he was getting compared to him early, and I think that he's just a generational talent. I probably have to go with my man Giannis though, only because he's on the best team, the best record. Uh, I believe he's like the first player. He's like eight, the first player in league history to average at least 30, 12, and six on fifty-five percent shooting. Something, something crazy like that, which is insane, yeah. insane yeah. to me. And hey, whatever you want to say about Chris Middleton, he hasn't been himself. He's been virtually gone for the majority of the season, and they're mm-hmm. still and they're still able to finish with the number one team. This is even after Boston was looking was was really so dominant in the East for a good yep, yep. for a good part of the the good stretch of the season. It looked like Boston was going to run away with the number one seed. And then all of a sudden, these guys going to tear, adding – well, obviously, they added, like, um, Crowder and, in- and Ingles. They got lots of – They won, season. like, how many? Like, 16 straight or something like that? Like, <laughs> 15, 15, 16. It's crazy, right? Um, yeah. yeah I, 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 mean, I think Giannis' impact on both sides of the floor is, is, is crazy. And I feel like he's kind of getting that LeBron treatment, whereas, uh, as, like, people start taking what he does for granted a little bit, look at his stats, oh, yeah, that, 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 that's typical. Oh, what's boring? I, I hate that dumb – shit <laughs> like that shit is so annoying because it's like this guy so you mean to tell me even if the guy let's say Giannis that's what I think would like the past three years have been the same that's impressive <laughs> regardless of whatever you feel or whatever you say and like that guy's dominant like that speaks to the level of that player doesn't it like when Jordan had would scored every year 30 30 30 30 mm-hmm that like, <laughs> like no one ignores that. Like when 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 Carl Malone had all those points, and we look at his history and stuff like that. Like all that stuff matters. Like that shows how your place in the league. You're one yeah. of the top rebounders. You're one of the top scorers. You're one of the top defenders in the league. Every year, he's arguably in the running for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. So it's like, how are we going to ignore that? repetitively. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and then I just feel like like nowadays, like I, I feel like this is still due to like social media and the 24-7 news cycle. We try to like like build MVPs, like make cases for MVP off narrative or like what happened what transpired what transpired in previous seasons and everything instead of just mm-hmm. focusing on what we're seeing right now in live in live in, in live time. Um mm-hmm. I just feel like that, that's kind of whack to me. Was not focusing on live time, but instead trying to like incorporate like what happened in previous seasons, um, and then go with what narratives like MB's never won. Him and Giannis and Joker have been like probably like, the best three players of the best three players for the last three or four years. So it's mm-hmm. only right that he gets one if they both have two. Like, like come on, like this, 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 nah, this not this is not how it should be the done. Thing, that's the thing where it could backfire on Joel Embiid. Like people are like, oh, you think that's the reason? Like. Like, he should win? Like, no. Like, that's why I went with Joel Embiid because it's like, yo, throughout the season, he has been dominant. And when his players were out, he played the best, in my opinion, without those guys. Like, that stretch yeah. of games, like, Philly was then did, like, deep shit, like, without James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. They literally was. He was the only option for two months. And when they come back, he's still producing at a high level doing that. And, I, and I, 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 before the season, I picked Joel Embiid to win the MVP because I thought I thought like that was gonna be like James Harden's like uh kind of like uh I, I, like ingratiated, like welcomed into Philly even though he's there and stuff like that. But it's like that's his that's his calling card this season, like get Joel and be the MVP. But to look at it and see Joel just play like that throughout the season and actually give mm-hmm. a damn and of course all these guys give a damn to a certain degree. But it's like to see him do that, I like. I went with Joel Embiid. It's like, yo, I'm not doing it because he didn't win in past years. When, he, in my opinion, he shouldn't have won because he didn't play enough games, like you said. So it's like, yeah, he's actually played enough games. <laughs> Ever, though, I think the only person that played more games is probably Mikael Bridges, who played 83 games, and Jason Tatum. I think he's at 70. I think he's 70 plus somewhere around there. So it's like, like you, you know what I mean? Like it's like I don't see the reason why 
I'm not going to sit there and be like, he didn't win one, so we got to give him one. That, that's just, no. Because they did that to Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They did that to Carl Malone, and everyone, like, MJ was like, oh. <laughs> and destroyed him. So, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, let's give it to a person that's actually deserving and actually earned it. <laughs> and and I, I think that 50 ball he had against the Celtics, like, probably, like, like sealed his fate uh, with, winning that, with winning that award. Um yeah, especially I think I think Giannis was out a little bit, and then Joker was out. So I was like, yeah, those guys out a little bit there kind of just propelled him a little bit. So I, yeah, I would, and I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? It's just it's been a funky season with injuries. Um, nah, I mean, he's he's, he's all time. I think that him and Joker will go down as top ten all time at their positions when it all Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, like probably, yeah. probably more like like. Like seven, top seven, top eight. The position. Yeah, like when people look at it, it's like people can say whatever about this era. It's like we can't deny what we're seeing in terms of skill and play. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Nah. <laughs> I'm no, not no, doing no. that. <laughs> these guys, the guys are on on another level. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get out of here, um, what's your pick for the finals? Not not who's gonna win, but what teams you got advancing to the finals? Um. From- before before the season, I said the Celtics and Clippers. Of course, the Clippers with Paul George out. I'm not going to go with that. I'm still going to go with Boston. I've been saying Boston all year. I feel like people have kind of written them off, especially with the power of the Bucks. And, and I've said it to people. I'm like, if the Celtics want to win a championship, they're going to have to go through Philadelphia. They're going to have to go through Milwaukee. <laughs> like, that's who we're going to have to go through. If you're scared of them, just don't believe in the Celtics. But it's like, I believe in the Celtics all year. I think we're getting healthy. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is a good tandem. Robert Williams should be able to come back and play a, a bigger role than last year and, and hopefully stay healthy. I think that's going to be the Eastern Conference pick. And in the West, it's like, damn. Woo. I, I can't. Gun to my head, I'm going to say Warriors because I just think Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, that, the, out of all the teams, we know what they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, out of all the teams, all the other teams have uncertainty and questions. Even the Warriors have questions to a certain degree. But it's like, I see a rematch happening. I can't – I don't. I, I just don't know if the Suns can come together with Kevin Durant that fast. And the Nuggets, I, I'm worried about their bench. Memphis without Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark. Going through it is just like the Warriors probably at the right time are going to click. And I think they could – I think that Sacramento Kings series is going to kind of wake up people. Some people are still picking the Warriors, but I'm going to go rematch between Boston and Golden State. I, I'm mad at that. I mean, yeah, I really think, like, the West is so wide open, but I, I have a feeling Golden State is going to find its way back to the finals because of that reason that the West is, like, there's so much, like, like up and down in that conference. And while Golden State has been subpar, to, to be nice, uh, for the majority of the season, they still are the Warriors. They still have that championship DNA. They still have the, the, the cornerstone there with Steph, Draymond, Clay, um, and Steve Kerr. So I think that they will find a way to get to the final. It's going to be tough going on the road every day, every series to do it. But I think I think if anybody can pull it off, it could be them. So it's probably going to be like, it's probably mm-hmm. like the Rockets. The Rockets in '95. Yeah, season. I was just thinking about that. Yep. <laughs> I hope not, <laughs> but yeah, like if any team can do it, yeah. it's them. Okay, so and in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to stick with Milwaukee because I thought that if Chris Middleton was there last year. I had Milwaukee and Golden State in the chip, and I, I picked Milwaukee to win in six last year, and I thought that was going to happen, but then Middleton got hurt, and I'm like, here we go. It didn't happen. So, hey, 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 hey. We didn't have Robert Williams. <laughs> yeah. he, he, played, he, played, he played in games. He played yeah, okay. in games. Not all the games, though. Yeah, okay. So, I'm like, hey, like, we'll keep killing us. I'm like, yeah, we didn't have Robert Williams, damn it. <laughs> but no, I, mean, so, I mean, so I think, I think Giannis is the best player to me. He's the best player in the league. Um, they have a great defense. They, they, they kind of get up there in age with the, with the supporter, supporter cats around Giannis. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not really happy with what I saw against the last game of Boston when they got they got 40 piece. Um, but I mean, I, I get it. It was five games and what the fifth game, in like seven, seven nights. days, or something, yeah, yeah, seven yeah. Nights. But I don't know. But but a 40 piece that gave me pause to pause. Like, damn, this is really really bad. But at the same time, Boston was hitting everything. Like, I feel, yeah, like, yeah. I feel, I feel like the, this is the new NBA. Like, a lot of like, a lot of nights it could just be. The, the difference can just be the three-point shooting. If you're shooting shot, like 50, making. shot making. <laughs> I feel like it's been. I feel like. I feel like it's been that way since the bubble. And I'm just like, yo, like mm. if you can make your shots, you can get a night where you can make your shots. We've seen it with Denver in that Utah series. 
We've seen it Denver when they came back 3-1 against the Clippers. Like, if you can make your shots, you're going to get a chance. If you can make your three-point shooting, you're going to give yourself a chance every night. And, I, again, even though, again, that game was alarming because I was like, damn. Of course, as a Celtics fan, I want them to win. But it's like, of course, all the circumstances around it, it's like I wish they uh, the Bucks had a night off or it wasn't a back-to-back, it wasn't 5-7, and seven, you know, so we can really see – uh, energized and for a half it was like that right like it was competitive for a half uh, a quarter and a half and stuff like that before the Celtics just put it on them but it's like I I, I think I got the I got the Celtics and Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals and it's like push comes to shove like you can't you can't discredit Chris Milton Drew Holiday you can't discredit Jay Crowder coming back probably a Celtics revenge get, get series for him um, you're looking at Joe Ingles who I think is underrated and people aren't talking about enough it's like that guy plays really well and he's able to pass he's able to defend a little bit I don't think he's going to be able to defend that great in this series but he's able to provide some other aspects of his game that I really think helps Milwaukee so it's like I think the Celtics can get it done um against them but it's tough yeah it's tough man it's no there's no easy picks <laughs> there's no easy picks this year yeah not at all so I I'm saying go I'm saying Milwaukee versus Golden State but I'm not like really confident in either of the two picks and the Western Conference is a crapshoot yeah. Imagine before imagine before the season you put your money on the Lakers or the Clippers to go to the finals and it's like you get halfway through the season, it's like what the hell happened? <laughs> like everybody's hurt. Like like yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it's a crazy season. But I think I think all the players are getting healthy at the right time. So it's like hopefully this is gonna be one of the better playoff series that right. we're gonna get. Like like you can get a lot of good matchups going into the second round here. You can get like everyone's kind of penciling in Curry versus LeBron in that uh, second round there. That's mm-hmm. going to be a good series. We're all looking forward to Philly and Boston. That's a rivalry. Well, even though Joel Embiid says it's not a rivalry, historically it's a rivalry. Yeah. Um, you get you get the Bucks potentially against Cleveland. Like that's going to like that's like the young the young boys versus the the proven commodity the Bucks and stuff like that. So you're getting different types of matchups in this series. Even the L.A. Grizzlies, like that's going to be an intriguing matchup just because it's basically old versus new. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting playoffs. But uh, I'm hoping the Celtics can do it, man. I'm hoping. I really I like. I really like the team this year. I like all the balance they have, and I feel like they've been waiting for this moment and they got to get back. Especially that like it's, it kind of reminds me of the Spurs a little bit when they got a. Uh, they lost to Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that year. So it's like, come back and win. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's what the focus has been, and hopefully they're able to do it. Yeah, man. I mean, they definitely have all, all the pieces. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of we got to wait and see it play it out, see if it will happen. But, um, yeah, we can uh, wrap up from here. Um, so when did that episode drop in your part? Uh, it's been tough because, you know, all the play and stuff. I have one dropping tomorrow. I'm going to try to upload it. Yeah, of course. Um, episode 40, I'm talking about the playing games. And how impressed I was with Chicago and OKC last night and talking a little bit about the Lakers and the Atlanta win. So talking about that. So that will be up tomorrow. And then just keep pun- just keep punching these out, man. These episodes out. Playoffs are here. Basketball's here. Everything's going to go crazy, man. <laughs> Facts, man. Yeah. And, and plug your uh, podcast as well, too. For those who uh, that- man have heard before. Uh, that is the Basketball Soapbox on YouTube. You can search that on YouTube, Instagram. Twitter, um, mainly on YouTube right now, doing the videos and stuff like that, which has been fun. Um, so that's the Basketball Soapbox on YouTube. That's where you're going to get all my basketball talk, um, analysis, uh, rants, <laughs> everything. Have, so since you moved over to YouTube, have you seen yourself like getting more traction and views? Uh, a little bit. Like So the whole thing about YouTube is just trying to figure out the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And if you can like the, a lot of the things that's been helping me is creating shorts on that platform, like create shorts, like the little headlines there, you gotcha. can kind of get a little bit more traction. Cause you know, everything's like short attention span media, but I'm, uh, it's fun to go in there and I'm still plugging in on Spotify, but it's like YouTube. I'm going to get, I'm getting more looks there. I should say. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, keep it up. All right, man. Well, so, so we'll be in touch, man. The, the game starts Saturday. Well, we got one more. We got the, the, the um, playing tomorrow for the AFC. But then this weekend, we're good to go. Playoff starting. I'm hyped. Um, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure we're going to talk in the group and everything. And um, hopefully, we chop it up next week, too. Absolutely. Um, hope we get to the playoffs. All right, my Absolutely. God, man. Have, have a good night, man. Appreciate you coming on. You too. You too. Have a good one, man. Yes, sir. And that is it for this episode. Thank you guys for your continued support. 
Um, I really do appreciate it. And if you're new to this pod, hopefully you enjoyed it and you'll stick around for the journey. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. I don't know what the hell you're doing. So be sure to hit that hit that button as this is available just about wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. Uh, salute to the homie Daniel Daly for holding me down, as always, with this basketball. Um, and be sure, guys, to check out his podcast, The Basketball Soapbox. A lot of great content. My man works hard, so show that support as well. Um, and if you want to, you can keep up with me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at MrVincent13. You can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Um, so that's all the time I have for now. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy these games slated. It's going to be fun. Uh, this is like the best time of the year for me. I'm like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so have fun and whatever you do, do it responsibly. Y'all will check y'all next week. Till then, take care.